0: Anything Combat with Johnny K. Well, it's Anything Combat though. Welcome back to Man City Anything Combat show where we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K. Today we're joined by Cage Warriors, former champion. He's an absolute beast. He's undefeated in the bantamweight division. Future UFC champion represents Ireland. Please welcome Keelan Lochran. How are you? Never better, brother. How are you? Um, how'd you get the nickname The Don? Who gave that to you?
1: Uh, my friend, my mate, we we're, uh, <laughs> were watching Narcos one time and it was Don Pablo and his list had stuck and then I started off as a stupid joke and then I couldn't escape it. about 10 years ago and it's still sticking about. So that fits that, I actually like it now. <laughs> you don't pick your own nickname, they pick you, don't they?
0: I looked at your amateur record and I saw that you had a whole bunch of amateur fights. I've been seeing a trend now. Um, people like Jose Torres was a really accomplished um, amateur fighter. Muhammad yeah. Makayev from the UK, he had a really long amateur record. Do you think mm-hmm. this is beneficial for fighters to have that lengthy amateur before turning pro? Do you think that more people should do this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can't money uh, well, can't buy experience. You literally just have to live it. You have to make the mistakes. And the only way to make mistakes and uh, and to learn is to compete and to fight. So the more you do it before it goes on your record, the better. Uh, I was. I won't, I never lost in Ireland. I won't, became the number one ranked in the country. I won all the national titles. And then I went outside Ireland. And then I experienced defeat and fought against the best guys I could. So uh, you learn so much every time you compete. So the more you can do it as an amateur without it going on your record, the better, Uh, absolutely, and I think uh, it'll probably go down a more boxing route, and with IMAF and that, I think going down the line, in five years now, amateurs could end up with 30-40 fights, and it it would be a good thing, I think, you know what I mean?
0: Tabology always stuffs uh, records information up. They they have reaches wrong. They have ages incorrect. I looked at, I looked at Tabology. I tried to find your age. You didn't have it. I, I did some research. I believe you're twenty nine. Is this correct?
1: You know, twenty seven, twenty seven. There's a professional <laughs> footballer with my name. He's the only other Keon Larn in the world, and only today I overtook the fucker. If you search good Kaelin, man. Uh, only today, and uh, he plays some wee fucking tiny club in Northern Ireland, and his age and all oh, comes up. Uh but uh, now if you search again, thank God I come up first. <laughs> but I uh, know I'm t- twenty seven, and actually, funnily enough, I actually have my records down as eight new on topology. I actually have nine professional fights. I beat a guy on a show that's not on topology, so it's not that good of a sight to be <laughs> honest. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: That is so funny. Why is that? Why is that app or or website so shit? I don't I don't get it. Oh, no. um, so, Keelan, um, you you say that you're 27. Do you, are you happy with the position that you're in? Uh, entering the Dana White Contender Series and then going into the UFC at at this age? We just saw uh, the last couple bantamweight champions be around that like 33. Um, 32 age, Aljo was around, yeah, 32. Um, Do you think this sets you up perfectly to have a good um life in the division and then therefore move on to the belt?
1: Uh, absolutely not. Um, I feel like I probably could have got the UFC a wee bit earlier. Had COVID not have slowed me down, in hindsight, I think that's a really good thing that it did happen. I'm a lot more skilled and more experienced now to take on the best in the world at twenty seven than it would have been at twenty five. It's a big difference. I think everything happens for a reason, so I feel like the time's right now, lad, I am, I say I'm twenty seven years old. I think I'll be in the sport maybe till I'm thirty five ish, thirty six, that'll be the plan of the so UFC. probably thirty five, so it's it's a long it's a long stint. I think within two and a half years so I'll be in the top five of this division. So that gives me plenty of time to uh go lock in a UFC title. And make a lot of money, and make my uh, leave my stint in this sport. You know what I mean. Leave my, leave, 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 make a bit of history for myself.
0: Who's one fight in the bantamweight division that you want to knock out first?
1: Sugar Shane Sean O'Malley. He is somebody that down the line. He's my he he's the fight I want, of course. Not even just now he had the belt. I've said that. I've been saying that since. I had just turned pro and he was just through the contender series. I mean, I've always thought that was a big fight. You can watch back my interviews years ago. Uh, there's so many guys I want to beat. More than I want money or fame or anything, I guess here, I want to beat the famous fighters. I want the big knights in Vegas. Uh, the first big name I want is Cody Yardbrand. He's, he's been a bit of a losing streak or stuff, but he's a big name. and He's always been a goal of mine. But the biggest the minute is, a, is O'Malley, 100%. 100%.
0: I want to ask you about your fellow countrymen. I actually really like Ian Gary. He's undefeated, as we know, and he's uh, just coming off that impressive win over Neil Magny. What's his ceiling? Where do you see his record, record, and career going? Because he is in that welterweight division, which is a really grappling dominant division, and he is a elite striker. But I haven't seen him get tested in the grappling department uh, to the extent that. other fighters have like someone like a Leon Edwards against Kamaru Usman or even even Gilbert Byrne, Shavkar Rachmanov. There's so many Colby Covington, there's so many difficult matchups for Ian that he hasn't had because he's on his ascent now. Where do you see his career going?
1: Uh, I have no idea. Okay, because uh I was very I, I knew he was gonna beat Neon Magney, but I didn't know it'd be so dominant so who knows? It's up to him how he applies himself. You never know if somebody's going to let fame and money and success manipulate. You know, maybe who soft, they go soft, their head goes. So you never know. Uh, what I can say is I was very, very fucking impressed with his performance against Neil Magny. And I know he called it Wonderboy, but I don't really, I'd like to see Ian against an elite level wrestler next. Even like a Bilal or a Sean Brady, someone along last day is going to try and take him down and see how he deals it. Me, personally, I don't want to see it from wrestlers or anything out like there. I want to fight them, guys, show sure my a level against them. But, uh, no, fair play to him. He's going very, very well. He is probably, he's been in the UFC obviously longer than I so He's the forefront of the minute for guys to, like, the main event of the show in Dublin. And, honestly, I'd love to see him actually fight your fellow countryman, Jack Della Marlena. I think that would be an unbelievable fight. He's someone I'm a huge fan of, so... No, Ian's going well. There's a couple of big fights in that division, but uh, you guys, I have no idea how far he's going to get because again, I've not, I like you have not seen him against an elite level grapper. So, like I said, his kicking and his IQ and his flow the other night against Neil Magny was phenomenal. Though phenomenal, very impressed. Those are
0: two fighters that you just said, Jack Maddalena and Sean Brady. They are they are two very good suggestions. I actually. Um, think that those fights down the track will be will be wonderful. Great suggestion. Um I looked at your record, your cardio. Listen, I don't want to say it's an issue, but I do wanna say that I don't think a single fight of yours has gone past like the third round or something. You just keep finishing these people. You just you can't stop finishing them. So yeah. can you tell us, give us a little bit of insight into your cardio? What's it like?
1: I would love to play the guys in my gym. you you saying you don't know your cardio is an issue. This is literally my number one attribute is my mentality and my, my cardio, how I go at it. It's actually weird because I'm actually a slow starter in sparring. My first rounds always my worst sparring, always. I'm actually a slow starter. But throughout my Cage wars run, which is obviously the number one promotion from this part of the world in Europe, it's the, it's the proven way. It's the hardest way to get to UFC, but it's the proven way. I beat everybody in the first round and finished everybody in the second. So, like, <laughs> that's just mad because the third rounds, we're going to be picking up the pace. Uh, but I'm just a finisher, lad. People usually get tired against me in around that 7, 8-minute mark, my pressure. So that's, that's I think, uh, what's going to happen here next weekend in the UFC again. It's, uh, I'm coming out and I'm going ahead at you. Not stopping, bringing the pace and... Uh, I'm very confident that they they'll they'll get tired before I will. you know what I mean?
0: Are you disappointed that you haven't been able to show it so far?
1: Absolutely not. No, if I could go in and do it all, if I could, if I could have my next ten fights is first round KOs, I'll take that. Absolutely no problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I just saw a Cage Warriors fighter, George Hardwick. He uh he was fighting on the Dana White contender series and he took on a really difficult uh, opponent, Abdul Karim, and he came up short. Yeah. yeah, do you think do you think that he, we see George in the UFC later on?
1: I feel like we should have seen a minute before the contender series. I thought he'd done enough to just earn his contract. Um contender series the lottery, an absolute lottery. Um I have no doubt he has the skill to make it to the UFC one hundred percent. I I don't know if he now if he goes back to Cage Warriors or what he does. I imagine if I know he's managed by the guy who runs Cage Warriors, so they probably would give him his title back. But yeah, hundred. I'm actually a big fan of his style. To be honest, I think he uh, he, he was definitely beaten out eight and but uh, I, I I I have every faith he can make the UFC one hundred percent.
0: Are you a fan of Dylan Dennis?
1: Yes or no. No, he's an absolute ballroot. How could you like Dylan Dallas? He's a fucking idiot. I saw you
0: winning the belt and then running into the crowd, people losing it. Um, What was that feeling like for you to have such support from uh, uh, the fans?
1: It was crazy, lad, because that was in Europe. That was half... uh, Sorry, that was in Italy. That was halfway across Europe. That was... uh... A lot of money for people to come fly from Ireland to Rome, the accommodation and everything. So it was absolutely unbelievable, and that uh, there's an even bigger crowd now coming to Paris. But no, there's no support like an Irish support in any support any sport that we take part in. There's no, there's not like Irish support. So I was just so happy that I was able to do that, and also to give them lads and girls and all, everyone who came that weekend that they had, it was like a special time for everybody who came, the day of the fight and the day after the fight, it was just a crazy atmosphere and for me personally it's meant so much that they all came it's just a really special time lad and uh, that's a that's big goal of mine, to give uh, give these Irish people these big experiences of this time Paris, soon to be Las Vegas which these these uh, crazy trips and these big fight nights and just the uh, entertain, you know what I mean, have, have, have crack whilst you're doing it, do you know what I mean? Football
0: players constantly do celebrations, I see you do the I can't hear you little emote, uh, yeah. when did you start doing this and uh, what message do you have for the haters? Uh,
1: do you know what, that just happened after Belfast in June last year, because everyone's kept talking, because that was like a big step up for me, I was fighting a guy who was on the feet of the striker and people were saying this, I was going to get caught out and said like, what are you saying now? And then, not even thinking about it, I beat Luke Shanks. That was a big step up again. He's the number one ranked guy in UK and Ireland. People saying it's going to get beat us. Like what are you saying? I said, I just I just coined it as my own without even planning it, it just happened. Then just it just keeps coming. So uh, it's just a wee side note to people because at the minute now it's all positive. everybody's giving me praise. I'm a big favorite and get a lot of hype in my UFC debut. But there's a lot of doubt around me this time last year and uh just saying you, he's like what are you saying now I expect a full influx of new doubt now that I'm in the UFC. People will, will uh hear me talk and say i oh, was full of shit this lad but there uh, that's just that it's like just people saying what are you, what are you saying now, you know what I mean? Let's
0: talk. Let's talk, McGregor. A lot of Irish people have like disowned Conor because of his recent a- antics. What do you think about him? Are you still a fan of his? And do you think that he's just maybe taken a little bit too much coke, gone a little bit too crazy, but we can still forgive him?
1: <laughs> he too much coke. <laughs> uh, <he> probably does. <laughs> uh... I'd like to see Conor McGregor back in a cage, I think everybody would, but I'd like to see Conor McGregor back if he's going to do himself justice, do do his skill set justice, and uh, prepare for it correctly. Honestly, do I see it happening? I'm not sure. Michael Chandler's probably a good matchup, but I think he needs to pick his fights correctly, and he needs to prepare correctly, when you watch that McGregor documentary. I see... It's not, it looks to me like he's telling his own coaches what he's going to do that day. It looks like the young boys in his gym are fucking in awe of him and are afraid to hit him or push him. If he was in our gym, my goal every single day would be to go get him, to get him, make him tired, to hit him, to get after him. He needs a person like me in the gym, mentality. someone with that mentality just to want to fucking hurt him. He needs that for his own benefit. Not boys who want to get a safety and a fucking shout out from him. He needs to be pushed and... Uh, I don't know. I would look, of course someone I looked up to. Of course, he's uh one of the greats of all time. He was a 45er, His mentality, everything was elite. But if he's gonna come back. I'd like to see him do himself justice. Not half ass. Not out partying. But uh, I hope so, lad. He's I say, of course, someone I looked up to. And uh, of course, if he wants to hang up, he's earned that, right? But if he is gonna go back and do it, I'd say I'd like i like him to be prepared pr- correctly prepared. You know what I mean?
0: Gillen, do you think we live in the universe with McGregor that that in his prime, because of his fame and success and the boxing endeavors, do you think that that's taken away from his MMA career and the fact that if he were to stay in the sport during those four or five years that he was kind of that he was inactive, do you think that if he just focused on uh, MMA? Uh, do you think that during that period he would have beaten the challenges that Max Holloway defended his title against and the challenges that Khabib um, defended his title against? And what do you think about that title fight between him and Khabib if Conor is just throughout all those years, all those three, four years, if he was training like a madman and was less... um famous maybe like let's say a million followers and all he had was fighting do you think we would have seen a situation where he would have held the belt for much longer and been a defending champion
1: uh at 45 yes at 55 no uh i think he's a natural failure weight and that discipline that i him. i know he's big now but that discipline that it takes a fighter to make weight similar to myself is good Struggle is good for a fighter. Uh of course, his payday against Mayweather changed everything, softened him, took us. Of course, it did. Can I even blame him for that? No. Can I? Can, can like the life that man's lived is a crazy life. Uh never doesn't have eyes on him. uh I think it's probably the twentieth interview in the last week I've been asked about Conor McGregor, but. So, so, like, his life is a crazy life. Um, Him as a 45-er is one of the greatest fighters who ever lived. Do I think he would have beat Khabib ever? Probably not, because I think it's very hard for someone to go up the weight class and stop Khabib's style. Very, very, very difficult to see that happening, me being honest. Um, But, of course, that that uh, that money against Mayweather changed him. But, uh, here, if someone had said him, if people are saying that he underachieved and could have done more in the sport, I mean he's a two division UFC world champion who fought Floyd Mayweather. I mean, I would fucking take it right now, put it that way. So uh, he achieved a lot for someone who apparently, or people are saying could have achieved more. You know what I mean? But uh, not nah, fair play to him. But uh, him as a forty five er, one of the greatest fighters ever, in my opinion, top five of all time. But I also have Khabib as a fifty five er, one of the greatest ever. So we're class for a reason. But. Uh, no, I say he's fair play. made some career.
0: Side note: I it's not a it's not a place of disrespect that I bring up the fact that I believe he underachieved. I think it's actually a compliment because a lot of yeah, people yeah. want to make out. Yeah, a lot of people uh, make out like, oh, you know, he's he's the goat. In my opinion, it's, when when people say stuff like that, like you understand, it's just it's just fans saying shit like that. I kind of see it as in that uh, he is a interesting case study in the sport that his fight IQ is actually like up here and underrated and people don't appreciate that level of his game right
1: oh, that so that's unbelievable. That yeah,
0: unbelievable yeah unbelievable yeah unbelievable uh, one, one of the one of the best. So I want to ask you, what if what if he does that fight with the BMF, Justin Gaethje right now? You just saw his knockout over Dustin Poirier. He's looking amazing. Uh, is that a bad matchup for Conor right now?
1: Uh, I think he needs activity and fights before he goes in or near the top five. Like, I know Chandler maybe, but, like, if I'm Conor McGregor, I'm trying to fight Tony Ferguson quick. I'm trying to fight one other guy. Then maybe Gaethje. But, uh... A prime McGregor is a different level to Justin Gaethje, absolutely no doubt. But right now, inactivity, lifestyle, everything. It'd be hard to pick against Gaethje there, to be honest. Um, tough fights, but definitely winnable. Gaethje is obviously hitable, And McGregor is the hitman, as he says. So uh, he could definitely win, but Gaethje could also definitely win. If I'm him, I'm thinking about activity before I go into the top two or 3 lightweights in the world. Gaethje really surprised me when he fought Fazeev, I thought Fazeev had that, I thought that was a really hard fight for Gaethje, and they started to get through this jab, and the way Fazeev dipped with his uh, explosive style early, but uh, no, that was uh, that's a tough fight from Gregor now, as Justin Gaethje is for every 55er in the world, but uh, winnable, but uh, I, I, from I'm him, I, I'm trying to get a few fights before I, before I take on Justin Gaethje, you know. So you brought up
0: uh, as we were talking about how he's a difficult matchup for any fighter. What do you think about Gaethje
1: versus Makachev? Justin Gaethje does as is a bad, uh, Islam Islam Makachev's a bad fight for Justin Gaethje. I think he's uh, I thought his jujitsu was quite. He's uh, me, that. I thought his jujitsu was uh, exposed against Khabib. I thought he it was like a fish out of water on his back. Was putting on his putting his back. Do you know what I mean? So. Uh, I, Islam doesn't really. You don't get if you make a mistake, you're fucked. So I don't know. Uh, I'm probably betting on Macchiavelli. She's making me laugh. I'm betting on Macchiavelli. Mate, chair, problem, lad, mate, you know? mate.
0: What, what, what comedian do you have there that's making you laugh? Who's making you laugh right now? What are they saying to you?
1: <laughs> my girlfriend's just trying to joke on here. <laughs> Uh, no lot. I think Islam Makachev is the best 55 in the world I was surprised how well Booker Knopf doing done against him but I'm not betting on uh, anybody against him to be honest and Justin Gitchy is uh, I thought his jiu-jitsu was, looked quite you're laughing I thought his jiu-jitsu looked quite uh, poor against Khabib to be honest and, or even against Charles Oliveira the way he don't I thought it was it, it, so a lot of wrestlers kind of neglect jiu-jitsu they think in their own head all oh, I'll knock you take it down and then when they do, they're kind of fucked. But um, I've got Islam over basically everybody in the world at 55, lad, to be honest.
0: Keelan, uh, I've got, the next question I have for you is interesting. Um, what is a time and experience in your life where you felt like you had to sacrifice something for MMA?
1: When I first moved to Liverpool, uh, I slept in the gym because I had no I had no money, I couldn't afford accommodation, and uh, I had no job. I slept in a small box in the back of Team Cowboy, and there was no windows and no TV, and slept there for 10 months, Uh, and it was literally the best decision ever done. It was character building, I was 5 foot from the mat, from every class, and uh, just me and a group of fighters in the back, just slumming it lad, no money just a dream and uh, keeping the head down, working hard. So that was something I had to sacrifice. And I'm really, really, really happy. I don't know. I, people look at me now like I'm nuts when I tell them that. When I moved here, I had no, I literally came here with £150 in the bank and no accommodation, no job, I just literally a dream. So that was something I had to sacrifice, you know what I mean?
0: Um, my, my next question is a hypothetical. Let's say you get your hand on a heavyweight and you punch him square in the jaw. Can you knock out a 120, 125 kilo guy of 260 pounds? Could you do this? Or do you think that's like too much of a tough task?
1: <laughs> no, probably not, lad. <laughs> no point lad. He'd probably eat like a UFC heavyweight. No, he would eat it. He would eat it. <laughs> How do you
0: stay disciplined to train every day and improve your skills?
1: Uh... I just have huge goals. I have huge goals. And i tell you, again, a former country manager, or a, uh, a fellow country manager yourself, Alexander Volkanovsky, he, I don't know why him, but if I ever feel like a dip in motivation, discipline, I always say myself, I know Volkanovsky's training. <laughs> He's the number one pound-pound fighter on the planet, and his mentality is insane. So I just myself, what am I doing? Like, I know he's training hard. So I have to be. So it's just the competition, lad. The fear of falling behind men like that who are already at the top. So I just uh, train like an absolute animal, lad, because I've got huge goals, and I'm not the only man with these goals. So I have to, I have to be in the gym morning. I have to be in the gym night. And uh, uh, when I'm not in the gym, I have to be doing anything I can to improve myself outside the gym. So I live the life, lad, because I have to, because... Other guys have this dream, and I'm in competition with them every second of my life. You know what I mean? Every decision I make, every food, every night out, the a drink set in front of me, whether I take that drink or don't take that drink, or I go to bed early or sit up on TV. When I'm in the gym, I'm actually in the gym. I'm not just going to the gym, I'm actually in the session, like mentally, I'm applying myself. So I'm in competition with a lot of guys. Russians have been doing this for 25 years. Guys you are already at the pinnacle, who are still motivated. So that's what discipline is, not just the competition the fear of not fulfilling a potential, you
0: know? You brought up some role models. You said Volkanovsky and you also said mm. Conor McGregor. When you were on your come up from when you were, when you just started uh training and that, and that five to eight years uh, after that, who was, who was a role model that you looked up to that you tried to mimic the style of for MMA?
1: Fighting... But I watch. Like I don't prefer striking to grappling. But I get drawn in by his mentalities, like confidence and uh, personas and application to the sport. And then a young Conor McGregor, a one hundred forty five pound Conor McGregor, is absolutely somebody I look up to. But I think there's a lot of guys who try to be him now. I'm not that. That's very. Uh, this is how I am. I just talk like myself. But I get drawn in by his mentality. I still do watch some of his old interview stuff as like motivation. You mentioned Volker, he is currently my favorite fighter, I also like Hamzat, his confidence, his persona, I used to love Floyd. just love men who think they are the men, you know what I mean, that's what I always get drawn in by, stylistically I love martial arts, love MMA, so I don't prefer a striker to a grappler, Southport or Orthodox, I just love people, I love technique and I love mentalities, you know what I mean.
0: What do you think about that potential matchup with Hamzat Shumaya versus Kamara Usman? And what do you think about the current matchup, Hamzat Shumaya versus Paolo Costa? Uh,
1: Fuck. Very interesting. Uh, Both fights, I think I would edge Hamzat. Now Usman's an older man. I think in his prime, Hamzat and Usman. Usman's a very bad matchup for him. Who took down Kamara Usman? Nobody. So it's probably a bad fight for him for him but at the minute Usman's knees look very very bad, look aged, it's a sport where you just get old overnight, you get old overnight and sometimes in your mid 30s a bad knockout like that, that can be the one that just tips you over the scales so I would probably tip Hamzat in the Usman fight I think he will beat Paulo Costa but it will not be like Xing Liang or Kevin Holland and then walk through in 170, Paulo Costa is a huge man, a huge man, and uh, I absolutely think Hamzat will probably win the contest, will still hit takedowns, but he's not, I don't see him walking through him the way he did against uh, Wilderwitz, you're talking about a different size human there, skilled man, too, good boxing, nice body shots, good pressure, bit of an idiot, but uh, funny, but like, fights a bit stupid, but uh, I've got Hamzat in both, but both cause him a lot of problems, I'm very excited for Paulo Costa fight. To be honest, good to see, you. good to see him back, just, isn't
0: it? So you're bringing up about that Paulo Costa fight. Even yeah. though he's such a huge guy, could totally make light heavyweight. He, um, he's got that 84% takedown defense. She's back, man. I'm me laugh again. <laughs> mate, The comedian's back. The comedian's <laughs> back.
1: What are you saying, Lazarus? The 84 What Eighty-four injuries. Sorry.
0: Okay. So Paulo Costa, he's an, actually an underrated fighter when it comes yeah. to particular skills. He fights like an idiot. I totally agree. Uh, sometimes he'll let the fight just, you know, run away from him. Like, for example, perfect ex- example was Luke Rockhold's fight. That fight yeah, was, mate, very, mate yeah. you're, you're smiling. You're making me laugh. You're making me laugh. She's making me laugh,
1: Elias. <laughs>
0: He kinda let the fight at some points run away from him, even though Luke looked not the best at all, right? No, he was so, very fatigued. Very fatigued. Yeah. So Parlo should have totally finished him. Uh Parlo has that 84% takedown defense and the fact that he size, I feel like Humzart I feel like Humza will lock his legs and I feel like he'll get the double leg. I really do feel like he will get him either walking yeah. backwards. Or, or in walking side to side, and catch him, and I think he will get one of those easy takedowns, I don't think you'll have to drive for it, I think it will look more like a trip, and I feel like you'll time it, and I think that level of skill... No, I, I expect
1: him that... to get him down, I just don't think he's going to walk through him in one round, now, uh, even a decision win, like Gilbert caused him a lot of problems, but Gilbert is, I would guess, 50 pounds lighter than Paulo, not as, he's a lot more skilled on the mat, stuff than Paulo Costa, but I expect Hamza to get him to back into expect him to win. I just don't think it'll come the way every other fake him, you know.
0: What do you think about Chemaev's cardio? Like, if it was a five-rounder, I would really consider picking Palo. If you could make it out of those two rounds, you know, it's going to look pretty bad for uh, Chamaev. Do you think that he's gotten an opportunity to show his cardio? Or do you think that he was just going full steam ahead against Gilbert on purpose because it was just a three-rounder?
1: It's not even so much cardio. Like I know he trains hard. It's how you preserve your energy. He comes out and he sprints like the way he fought Kevin Holland. The way he fought. He comes out and he tries to explode, run, and finish it. That's uh, nobody in the world could do that. Do you know what I mean? You see him both lays a hundred meter sprint more tired than uh, Mo far he used to run, run a ten k because he's literally give a hundred. He's more. He's exploded. That's why at fights. He literally runs at you. Uh, so it's just about energy preserves like, and like, like if you watch Canelo box, I have like Canelo here behind me in a poster. The first round he just like paces and does be fancy, he basically uses no energy. So that's not even just like cardio for cardio, that's just how you're applying yourself. Hamza tries to sprint like a madman. And if you do that against a man bigger than you, that could cause you a lot of problems. He has to pace himself smarter, he has to pace himself smarter. Uh, against a man that size, or he will fatigue absolutely 100%. I don't, I, I'm sure he's a physically fit man. Like I'm saying, if you say in a run with Hamzad, he's fit. If you don't want an salt bike with him, he's fit. It's just how you pace yourself, do you know what I mean?
0: Is In your opinion, is Chael Sonnen undefeated and one of the GOATs?
1: Chael Sonnen is the greatest man ever On a his pair of UFC gloves. He's a fucking legend.
0: <laughs> uh, what's your favourite elbow technique?
1: Fuck, that's a great question. Just a tomahawk elbow, probably. No, no, no. For me personally, I find it quite hard. I don't come from a Thai background. I anything straight in MMA, so I get the range quite difficult in elbow techniques. So the most that I hit very frequently is from the mount position. So I'm my, mount's my I believe I'm coming into UFC one of the best mounts. I made 130 pounds. 35 pounds is. One of the best mounts in MMA, 100%. So I probably just go from the mount, the uh, Spock Standard Elbow down through the yards. You know I mean,
0: where have you traveled to for training internationally?
1: Uh, I've done this camp in Liverpool, but I've trained in America and stuff uh, in the past before moving over here. And I plan to do more of that down the line, absolutely. Where did you go in America? In New York and Boston, so I trained jiu with John Danaher and done all this all across New York, you know what I mean? What was that
0: experience like for you? He's an absolute legend.
1: Uh, phenomenal, absolutely unbelievable. I was there for two months. I was there in the Blue with so now he's a wizard technician, but actually very similar to the man I train under now, Colin Heron. In my opinion, very, very, very intelligent, very methodical. Uh, the detail. You know what I mean. It's very smart man. So, no, he's, he's a great coach. Yeah, his results speak for themselves, don't they?
0: Uh, what did you, did you get to roll with Gordon Ryan at uh, Danaher's gym or no?
1: No, he literally went the first day. I was there, then the rest. He was in the over in the West Coast doing seminars. I rolled with. Uh, jake shields that kid ethan and all that they fucking destroyed me like they're pure jiu-jitsu players i like, guess was six years ago they fucked me up like that. Yeah. <laughs> you walk in that mat you think it's full of like absolute dweebs like nerds but they're like jiu-jitsu nerds you know what i mean The skinny wee fucking boot boys but their leg entries are ridiculous you know what i mean so it's like uh they're just they're just sport jiu-jitsu players and they're fucking with re- yeah, out of it now. This was five, six years ago, so it was a good experience there. What's something that people don't know about you that
0: you wish they did? Final question.
1: I always wish that maybe people would see my work ethic a bit more, how I apply myself to this sport, to my day-to-day day living. It's, uh, I think I'm an ordinary man with extraordinary work ethic. Do you know what I mean? That's why I've got here, got into the UFC. I, uh, dedicate my life to the sport. Literally, a day of my life is 10 hours of MMA, either in the gym or outside the gym, visualization, recovery, training, everything. Uh, I do this all day, every single day of my life, so probably just that, just my application to sport. It's, uh, it's literally everything I have, it's everything I give. I couldn't possibly give more, so it's probably a it, lot, you know what I mean?
0: That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, Keelan, for coming on the show. Follow Keelan on Instagram, link in the description, and subscribe to Anything Combat on YouTube. See you guys next time. Bye bye.